Welcome, welcome everyone to the Q&A for Real Oz in 2021 with some of our winning filmmakers and members of our jury. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the films. My name's Gemma Purdy and I'm Director of Real Oz in Australia Indonesia Short Film Festival. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land from which this festival is created, the Kulin Nations, and from where I am holding this discussion today with my friends. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This year marks the sixth Real Ozind Australia Indonesia short film competition and festival, an initiative of the Australia Indonesia Centre. For the second year in a row, we're bringing the festival to you exclusively online. For the past 18 months, movement between our two countries, including an exchange of arts and culture, has been largely put on hold. And so innovative approaches, mostly virtual, like this one, have been so important for keeping us connected. And so we are very proud and excited that Real Ozind has been able to continue to bring Australian and Indonesian visual storytelling to audiences in both countries and beyond. Now, it's with great pleasure that I will introduce our guests to you today. To begin, the 2021 winners of the Best Film, Best Animation Awards for their short film, Konta Sai, Katika Pratiwi and Indria Funida. Winner of the award for Best Fiction Short Film, Sebelum Tujuhari, Before Seven Days, Even P. Demon. And the winners for the award of the Best Documentary, Pacing the Pool, Radheya Jegateva and JJ Jegatevesan. And we're also joined by two of our wonderful jury members, actress Asmara Abigail and filmmaker Tim Barreto. Welcome, everyone, and to Tika, Indria, Ivan, JJ, congratulations on your awards. Tika and Indria, can I start with you too? Congratulations on making such a powerful story told so beautifully in animation. And Contesai is as much a story about healing as it is about tragedy. Can you tell us a little bit about how you connected with your subject, Isabel? the main character of your film, and why she wanted to tell her story in this way. So actually, Isabel is the survivor that we assisted uh, in Timor-Leste. So Ajar, together with Abdit, assisted uh, many women survivors uh, for the uh, situation during the conflict. And she was one of them. She was uh, struggling on her uh, life, uh, dealing with the discrimination uh, in the community as well. But uh, we tried to building uh, community support uh, because Ajar also uh, developing some of the strategy dealing with the healing, advocacy, uh, documentation, and she's one of that, uh, and she's willing to join as one of the subject of this film. Tika, maybe you just say a little bit about Ajar, the one, you know, they 
produce this film together with you guys? Yeah, uh, so Ajar is Asia Justice and Rights. Uh, we are a non-profit organization that work closely with survivor, human rights defenders, and we work uh, for uh, fight against impunity as well as uh, strengthening uh, human rights defenders uh, to speak about past human rights violations. And this film, Kontasai, uh, is a part of our uh, three years project, Making Right to Truth uh, Tangible. And we work closely with, uh, like Indri said, with the uh, disappeared and victims of violence in Aceh and Indonesia, as well as in uh, Timor-Leste. And we document uh, stories of survivors and as well as facilitate dialogue and engage with the local authorities. Yeah, and uh, so important is this process of communication and education through through the film, through the stories that you're telling us and towards healing for everyone um, in the work. JJ, your film um, is also a beautiful documentary where you know you have a compelling subject in Richard. It's also a film about healing, isn't it? Connections uh, as a way t- towards healing. How did you find Richard? Well, um, I mean, like it's pretty amazing the way it all came about. Um, there was an opportunity to um, tell a story about. Um, something in the city of Vincent, which is where I, you know, we were just close to where I live. And um, so I had had a little accident um, as I was jogging around um, Lake Monga with my little, with my puppy. And so it's the first time I I thought I'll take a jog and um, hurt my knee and I had to have arthroscopic surgery. So it wasn't healing and I couldn't walk in like more than 500 meters. And um, so I was told that I need to go for hydrotherapy. And um, so I started going at 5.30 in the morning. I went today as well, 5.30 a.m. in the spa and the pool um, at Beatty Park. And um, so that's where I met this amazing group of people who call themselves the pool family. And I'm the, I'm the oldest one in the group. Well, I'm the youngest one in the group. And um, they immediately kind of, kind of took me under their wing, so to speak. And, you know, they're very friendly and... Um, Richard was one of them, and um, one of the people there said, hey, look, Richard has a book about him written, and, and here, and I, I want you to take my copy and read it. So, and I was looking through the, I was looking through this, the book on Richard's life, and um, like, even apart from the healing he has done, you know, he's had a hundred operations in his life, and when he was a teenager, he spent like seven months of the year in hospital, eight months of the year, he had a very rare bone disease um, of which he had he was the only person in the whole country to have that disease um, and and so a lot of time in hospital and um, in the book the first 20 years of his life is a feature film not you know not, nothing of what we we showed in the film you know like and there's a whole other thing with tragedy with his father with his parent uh, you know with, with emotional and and physical difficulty that he'd overcome anyway um so we, we decided we'd we'd focus on on the on the positive kind of side of things and on the healing and um so like you know th- that's how i met him i i go with him you know to for hydrotherapy every morning i saw him today as well <laughs> and um yeah um 
that's how we we met him. Um, I told my son, "Hey, look, we have to um, make a short film about about Richard," and um, you know, we we kind of pitched the story, and um, yeah, so it got accepted to 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 be created, and really thrilled them um, to have been able to show it. Um, and being in Western Australia, we're really lucky. We had we had three theater screenings already, and like there were 500 people in the theater when it launched for Revelation Film Festival. So really happy with how it's how it started off. And how's Richard feeling about it? Well, I mean, like Richard is, you know, really well, he's bemused. He says um, it's very hard to see himself in budgie smugglers on big screen, <laughs> um, you know, and. Um, and you know he he feels that it's also a legacy he's leaving for his kids and his his grandkids because they've been to see it you know, his grandchildren were in 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 a theater watching it on the big screen and they're like six and seven years old his grandkids um mm-hmm. his, his son's part of the film his wife is part of the film and um you know they, they're able to i mean there's been so much tragedy in his life and if it was about everything else that happened to him, then he wouldn't have allowed his grandkids to, to watch it. But because it is you know, focused on, on, on the healing and, and how water can be used to heal you know, yourself and how a community can come together um, you know, to, to heal each other as well, like you know, his grandkids mm-hmm. could see it. So you know, he's really thrilled about it. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Even your your film talking about family and children. I mean, it is very beautiful and hauntingly beautiful film. Um, congratulations! And I guess I mean the first question I want to ask is where did you find the kids, the actors in your film, and how did you prepare them uh, to play these roles where they were seeing ghosts? <laughs> well, basically, uh, the 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 boy Bian is, is being recommended by my friend. So both of them are actually, uh, I think it's a theater actor. So we 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 get uh, connected with uh, like a theater group, a small theater group that based uh, specialized on apa, uh, kids. And so we, we, we met the, the group and we uh, like cast, cast some of them and we found both of them. Well, they're, they're really beautiful in, in the film, I have to say. And um, can you tell us a little bit about the process of writing it? I mean, it's 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 would be called a horror film. Is that or is it different? Would the genre be different? Like ghost? Is is that how you describe it? Uh, yeah. Well, basically, it's about is uh based on a story from my friend. So when he was a child, he has to go to their grandma's house. Uh, when uh she passed away, and he has to live uh, like in the house with the uh, the grandma's body. For, for like one night and, and it's really creepy but uh, on the other hand uh it's uh i think it's it's kind of, it's kind of sad you know it's it's, it's about uh it's really about a family connection when when he tells the story to us like, we feel like but may, uh, maybe because uh, the grandma is really miss you gitu. and uh, sometimes the unknowns feel uh, scary and it's creepy but on the other hand but uh, it's it's really about uh, apa uh the last loss of connection between them so uh we use the hard genre but it's, it's not it's not really hard actually it's about family drama <laughs> yeah. exactly how i saw it yeah it's it's about that enduring connection of family that you know is beyond the grave 
um, in, in the case that you show it. Yeah, it's definitely that. Um, so don't, yeah, people need not be scared. It, it's, it's a beautiful story. I think here in Australia, we, yeah, we, we kind of classify horror in a certain, as a certain genre, but I, in Indonesia, it's much more nuanced. <laughs> There's, you know, guys do a lot of that genre and Asmara, you're very familiar with it <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Welcome to Realize End, Asmara. Um, thank you so much for being on our jury and uh, congratulations too, because there's so much going on in um, the film world in Indonesia right now. And I'll ask you about that in a minute, but just wondered if you wanted to say something about, you know, you're a highly acclaimed actress. You've won awards yourself. Um, how did you find being on the other side, being in the jury this year? Um, what were the highlights for you? I think uh, the most interesting part is, uh, of course, the experience, the new experience and the chance to, to watch all of these films, these short films from uh, filmmakers that that I haven't uh, met before, I haven't known before. So it's kind of like we kind of met, but not yet. <laughs> no, that's I think the most beautiful thing about artwork, no? That kind of like, um, like the representative of your mind, of your soul, of your ideas, and you kind of speak to it through your artwork and the other person from the other countries or the other the other part of the world kind of get it, even though you haven't met yet. <laughs> so I think it's so beautiful, the experience on the other side. <laughs> so yeah, good. My, first, my first time as well. So thank you so much for the chance. Oh, no, thank you. And Tim, same to you, man. I mean, this was you on the other side, literally. I mean, you've been so awesome submitting brilliant work to Realize End over the years. And so how was it for you being in the jury this year? It was a great experience to be on the other side, to, to have the pressure of judging, I think, was something that I took on. Um, I really, it's really hard balance between, you know, production quality versus theme um, versus everything in between to do with the acting and lighting and, 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 and all the elements involved. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And what I've seen over the years is the work's getting stronger, which is amazing. So maybe my work now wouldn't hold up, <laughs> but <laughs> with the quality of work this year but it's which is really exciting and I think we're learning from each other as nations um so we're we're stealing ideas from each other I think we have a lot to learn as both Australian filmmakers and Indonesian filmmakers to learn from each other and that's what is great to put films made from two different countries side by side yeah, well, that's what we think. We think that, you know, that this is six years now and that I feel like there's there's some really nice symmetries and um, cross-fertilizations coming up. Um, Asmata, I just want to go back to you, though, before I move on to that, to ask you, I mean, again, Indonesian film is having a bit of a golden age, right, internationally right now, um, winning awards in festivals and including films that you've been involved in, um, also you know, streaming platforms like Netflix are offering lots and lots of opportunities for filmmakers. So what do you think? What's the success? What's the secret to the success at the moment? What's happening? I don't know the secret. Maybe like 
I don't know, maybe like the, we're not only talent or like great script, great team, great team or great cast and crew working together, but also maybe like fortunate also, like because we never know what's inside uh, the mind of the jury, right? It's like, how, how can you... You don't know. Yeah, and I mean, like, how can you... How can you tell this film is better than the other? It's such a, it's a different film. You cannot compare one to the other. It's like, it's very hard. So maybe it's just the representation of what's going on right now. It's like in linear with the issue of what's going on in the world, or I don't know, but I believe each film cannot compete one another because it's a very different film. How can you compete one another? So. It's just maybe like also like the taste of the jury. It depends. Everything is so depends. But what I like a lot of new films, uh, new also young filmmakers um, in Indonesia now entering competition. Also, like I think uh, one of Makassar filmmaker just won also Sundance uh, Asia for the short film. So a lot of things going on and uh, i think that's the vibration that we need the 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 spirit also because i think it's a it's a good time right now with with seperti dendam uh, one in uh, locarno and then uni in toronto and then now uh, we are ready for busan and for four films i think uh, four indonesian films uh, will be uh, will be Indonesian representation in Busan. Also, Laut Memang, if I'm not wrong, Laut Memanggilku by uh, Tumpal Tampu Bolon. Uh, also competing in short film. So uh, that's the most important thing, being productive, no? And and then yes. being productive and your, your work is also uh, displayed in an international festival with yeah. other films <laughs> yeah this so the creative output the creative energy has not actually waned is something that we've noticed here at real Ozind. we actually had our largest number of entries ever this mm -hmm. year and you know you would imagine that there would be some kind of malaise you know that, that the creatives would be you know lacking in energy after a year and a half of lockdowns and restrictions but it's kind of well, is it the opposite? I, I it feels like it is the opposite. So maybe yeah. everyone is being uh, inspired and productive. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I, I mean, and the thing is, you've all done it like and with so many challenges and difficulties. Even I know that you're shooting something at the moment, right? Like in the next little while. Like, what are the challenges for you on set? Like, how are you um, managing like practically your shoots? I, I've been shooting since I think June, no, 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 around August 2020. Non-stop. So, not non-stop, but like <laughs> some commercial, some for TVs. Uh, yeah. We did, we did also one film in, in early 2021. So this is my, my second uh, uh, shoot production for feature films so I kind of get the idea of how production is going on in the middle of the pandemic but mm -hmm. I think now it's getting better because everyone 
uh, more and more get vaccinated. And then now I think at least we're not so stressed out like before because of the of the vaccine. So that's the most important thing. So yeah, like, everyone is more relaxed so we can put our energy to the other side. <laughs> Even and you're doing this right now yourself, short film. Is that what uh, you Yeah, uh, yes. Uh yeah, uh, same with Basmara. Uh when the I think when the second wave of pandemic uh, hits Indonesia like a few months uh, ago, it's it's really scary. I mean, I mean, uh, 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 I stopped uh, shooting any any kind of video, and uh, uh, but well, oh, uh, it's now getting better. And so to make sure that uh, apa, the the production is uh, safe for everybody, uh, we 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 make sure that all of our crew are vaccinated, and we get uh, tests. Uh, at, Uh, one day before the shooting began, and we try to like minimize the crew and like uh, uh, avoid uh, using uh, uh, too many people in one set or one room. And uh, usually, when we develop the story, we we uh, we uh, try, uh, we avoid to use uh, uh, little kids or like toddler as a as a uh, talent. So mm-hmm. so I think that's that's what uh, what we try to do with them. You just uh, negotiated, uh, yeah, around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. We try to, like try to like uh, adjust the creatives for the the story, so yeah. it's uh, more uh, safer. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Now I want to ask Tika and Indra. Obviously, animated film it's a little bit different. You don't all need to be in the same room, I'm guessing. Um, but tell us, if, you know, a little bit though about about making the animated documentary and and choosing that format for this storytelling that you're doing why why go with animation yeah uh i think uh these animated documentaries can help to create uh instruments uh to encourage survivors to speak out about the experience because uh it's the story is about their past experience so i mean like everything is blur it's just about the memory they lost everything but they don't lose the they don't lose their memory they they just have their remembrance and that's why we want to visualize it uh through animation and uh speaking about the technical things yeah the crew uh, we have our organization partner in the Timor Leste and in Aceh to help us uh, assist the protagonist uh, to speak out about the about their story and anyway kontasai uh, in tattoo means uh, speak out uh, so it's really speak out there bravely it's really speak out their past experience about their willingness to and and, and about the uh, to trust us uh, to visualize their story and yeah everything is everything was being done virtually uh but connected through the internet uh with the, our animator our our crew in the field yeah that's why we submit our film through connection <laughs> yay and it was just perfect for connection and and on yeah. that, i mean i wonder with animation that you know using that as as your medium for telling the story um it might 
is, is it also the intention? It connects with different audiences. I mean, I know that children, for example, might find it far more accessible, um, even though the story is is quite heavy. But, um, yeah, that, that mode, is, is that part of it too, like thinking about who your audiences are? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, Contasai will have a positive impact uh, for human rights networks, uh, non-government uh, organization, academics, journalists, and victims. And we did the uh, screenings in uh, 22 universities so far, uh, and being there to stimulate the discussion around the uh, past atrocities. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's still it's still being like students and uh, university and human rights defenders uh, that can uh, use this film as a as they, as they work, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great tool. And on animation, I mean, I could ask JJ the absolute opposite question of why weren't you making an animated film here? JJ, I mean, this is amazing to see you guys making this, you know, live action documentary. You excel in animation um, and yet here you are like, bam, doing such brilliant stuff with the doco. So, so why pivot? Um, well, because uh, it was all about opportunity and location, you know, and and um, you know, being surrounded by the right people. So, um, you know, it, it was meeting Richard. It was being in the water. It was you know, it was healing. So, although the story was about Richard, it was in a way I felt that it was my story as well because I was there, you know, like and so I did the narration at the start, and although. Maybe, you know, like I, I could get someone else to have done the narration because like my voice probably more suited for other things. Like I wanted to do it because um, it, it's in a way my story too. You know, like if I was just the producer director saying, hey, look, you know, like, let's audition a whole bunch of people to, <laughs> to narrate the start. I might not have chosen me. Um, yeah, but you know, it's because I felt so, so close to it. And um, something like with, with uh, Radea, my son, the director, um, he, he's kind of, his, his niche is animation, um, but um, like this was his first like live action documentary and um, everyone else on the crew are, you know, like, um, I'm, I'm the old man on the crew, so um, you know, producer, writer, a little bit, and um, and narrator. But you know, the DOP, the um, the assistant director, the the gaffer, the camera, um, you know, lights, everyone um, was either in the final year of uni or um, you know just finished and things like that. So a really young crew, and was was great, you know, to be able to work with a crew like that. Um, and uh, in, as opposed to normally, it's like just a one-man show, uh, which is Radea, yes. and then with me providing some narration and things like that. So um. this was like expanding um, his horizons and mine as well. You know, um, working with people to um, to produce this, and it was a great experience working with them. Wow! So that, I mean, I was I knew this would be. I was going to ask Tim. What on earth is happening in Perth, Tim? There's so much talent. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and I actually saw your film at Revelation. Oh. Before wow. I judged it. <laughs> so <laughs> it was um, fascinating when it came up. It was, it was awesome to see JJ. Um, and, the, and, yeah, so I remember seeing Richard. He was at the screening, I'm sure. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, Perth. Small Perth. town, Perth. Very small town. It's small town. Big fish, small. Yeah, big fish, small pond. Um, 
it's, but there's so it's, much it's, talent, right, Tim? I mean, no, Perth, Perth. Uh, I feel like being isolated. You know, well, I grew up in Perth, and then I lived in Sydney, and then I lived in Bali, and then came back to Perth. But it's it's a fascinating place, and it is like no other. It doesn't feel like you're part of real Australia. You live in your own little bubble, um, <laughs> especially more than ever now. <laughs> but it's it does it 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 produces a lot of talent, and I think we we maybe put ourselves down. And 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 uh, a lot in Perth in that oh, we, yeah. we we don't consider ourselves on the level yet, so we work no, harder no. to get there. <laughs> um, Tim is Tim is absolutely right. I mean, I've been to lots of festivals over east in Melbourne, Sydney, and stuff, and or Queensland, uh, Port Shorts, and things. And whenever I'm there, I always feel that you know, just the Perth fest, you know, like the small film festivals in Perth the quality of the overall films are on par with any of the national ones, you know? Yeah. And um, I always feel that, you know, Perth people should, you know, or Perth producers, directors and, and filmmakers should kind of put their films out there more than they're doing now. Mm, well, I mean, that whole like working hard thing, that sounds like an Indonesian view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like uh, that's definitely the case. Um, well, we've seen with Real Ozind, um over the years. And Tim, you mentioned that, you know, you lived in Bali. You've, you know, worked with, uh, you've, you've co-made films with Indonesians. But what drew you to Indonesia and, uh, you know, what's going to draw you back there? Yeah, I think my family has already had, had history with Indonesia. So my grandmother was born in, near Bandung. Um, as a Dutch <laughs> settler <laughs> um, and my grandfather worked in Jakarta um, and my dad always traveled there so and surfing as well so I'm a surfer so the waves there are amazing um, so there's always a place that I could travel to by myself so I, I started traveling there by myself when I was 17 and I didn't go to Bali I went to Java and other islands so that was my aim I was like I didn't want to go to Bali straight away as I love Bali though it's not that's not a, a reflection of Bali um, I was just wanted something different and I think when I was there the people I met and the experiences I had felt like such an opportunity to tell stories there mm. um, and just the way you can produce work there is not is like no other place and, and, and that will change, you know, with, um, and I'm sure Asmara can vouch for that. You can just produce works in a different way than you do in Australia. And it's to, to do with regulation and also the people, the generosity of people is different. Um, and it's, it's just, yeah, there's just an opportunity of talent and, and worlds to explore. And we're all coastal people and, and, in being Australian Indonesia and there's that crossover with the water and being islands and yeah it it, it just it felt like a no-brainer such a neighboring country to just yeah. go and explore yeah and you know hopefully you get back there soon hopefully yes we all do yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tika I was gonna ask you I mean similarly to Tim you've been out here to Australia as a John Darling fellow and you you know you've you've kind of worked here in Australia in, in our context and you know what what was that like yeah I mean like I I, <laughs> I don't know what to say but it's been like a different experience for me to learn about the 
the, the Australia filmmaking uh, industry as well as uh, the technical things, like the profe more professional technical things that I learned at that time. And uh, I, I have a really special connection with the Australia context because uh, it brought me to become who I am today because the first thing uh, that made me to make a film is a rabbit proof fan, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah. So an amazing film. Exactly. Yeah. So starting from that, like uh, when I was in the university like 15 years ago, like, okay, I want to make uh, the film like this. So yeah. hopefully someday. <laughs> yes. yeah. Again, it's a WA story. It's a WA story. Exactly. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't know that, Tika. That's really, that's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, Asmara, you've worked on lots of international projects and, you know, this collaboration. Do you see that that's, you know, just building for Indonesian film, that, you know, it's very outwardly focused? Or do you think the products are going to be, you know, really homegrown, like for an Indonesian audience? Like, do you think there's something shifting where Indonesian filmmakers are making films for a global audience now? That's the, the world that we're going to get into with, uh, I hope also like no borders. And then also because of the pandemic, maybe a lot of streaming platform need more and more content. So, mm -hmm. and uh, like we can access it from any part of the world, it depends. It depends if the film's available on the uh, in which country. So, for example, like uh, maybe like the Indonesian film, uh, who, which like available in Indonesia, maybe not available in Italy, maybe something like that. But like, yes. uh, but there's more and more content that we can access right now. Yes, I think it's also like open possibilities for like international collaboration also a mixture of representative in in cast selection because i think that's the world that we're living right now like you don't have to be like not only indonesian who played indonesian but like i mean like there's there's <laughs> also indonesian who live outside indonesia so i think um and that's what i'm looking for actually like uh, like become the citizen of the world and the representative of your country, not only inside, but I mean, like your country always in your heart anyway. So, I mean, so I'm looking for more collaboration uh, in an international scope as well. I think it's going to be interesting. Also yeah. Because of the, of the, the digi digitalization, maybe with the technical issue, it's getting more possible. Indria, as a producer, like, are you finding that there's, you know, so many more opportunities to get your your films kind of seen globally? Then, and it, is that something that's available? Yeah, I think of course we uh, also want to reach out uh, more and more people. I think as a reflection. Uh, different with the others, yeah, because we are coming from the NGOs who are always making some production but don't have any a good strategy for reach out. 
and good that Tika joined with us, uh, having the different uh, perspective about the innovative way and uh, uh, having a different kind of product and also try to engage more people. So this is also a good strategy. I think it's also a reflection for the NGOs as well uh, to work on uh, the issue of uh, survivors, bringing the stories uh, abroad. And of course, we want to uh, bring more and more people to uh, see and also provide uh, support for the survivors. Yeah, I mean, even has you have you had experiences being your films out on YouTube and using those kinds of platforms? Is that that's pretty standard now? Is it for for yeah. short filmmakers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think for now uh, we also have a strategy to just put it not online yet. Yeah, Tika, maybe Tika can give us more information because we want to also calculating about uh, who are the ones who see the film and it's also being a reflection uh, how we can do uh, in the future. But of course, yeah. uh, in the future, we want to put it all online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you have a kind of a rolling with festival yeah. targeted audience. Yeah. And even do you, are you doing this too with your films? Are you putting them out on YouTube or do you, you go through like submit to festivals first and then release? Is that your... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for for this film, uh, we we discussed with our uh, uh, producer and scriptwriter, and we decided that since horror is a, such a mainstream genre, and like everybody loves horror, so uh, uh, we want to make sure that our films are can reach uh, any uh, as much as audience as we can. So uh, for this seven uh, hari, we try to like post it on YouTube and. Uh, we kind of surprised by the reaction. Uh, uh, I think this is the first time. Uh, this is the first film that you know that gave uh, so many reviews, and you know we we try to, like, to create uh, some of like uh, uh, we try to put it into like some of the review sites, and there are uh, there are a lot of uh, people, uh, some of uh, people abroad that uh, review our film too. So it's kind of amazing. Wow. And it's really yes. yeah. It, that's great. So, uh, yes. so what is the goal? Is the goal that this means that you guys hopefully it leads to more opportunities for you? Yeah, but I, I don't know. But I haven't think about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the goal is like uh, somebody watch my uh, our film. Just watch it, okay? <laughs> yeah, just watch it. Well, we're doing that. We're watching it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. And we love it. So that's great. And so, I before we go, I've got to wrap up, but I want to know what everyone's doing next. So, JJ, you said that Radeya is working on something right now. What's your next thing? So, so he's working on something called Bird Drone, which um, is about a seagull falling in love with a drone. And well, it's a disabled seagull with only one eye. You know, so and, and yeah, and and so like this will be next year. Myself, yes. I'm actually tomorrow. Um, tomorrow is the Australian final of the World Monologue Games, and so I'm in that final. And, wow! Um, so and that Good will luck. be live. I put a link uh, in the. No, I put a link in the chat. Brilliant. And like, um, so that'll be at uh, seven p.m. Sydney time tomorrow. It'll be live streamed. There, there is a link uh, in there as well to it. You know, um, hope you have you... to deliver a monologue in the final, or it's just. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I mean, like, I've, I've already um, kind of submitted it. So, and then, like, um, and then they put it all together and they live stream the, the entire package. So, um, you know, there'd be performers from all over Australia in that one. And, wow. um, yeah, so, and uh, hoping to get to the world final. So, hope all of you are free tomorrow to watch. Um, and if you don't, the, yeah. the link will remain alive after that as well. So, have um, fun. Yeah, so, Good luck. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Wow. Well, I mean, like, well, the World Monologue Games, uh, you know, all of you, you know, should tell your actors and stuff to prepare for next year's because it's something that came up, um, you know, because of the pandemic. So actors oh. couldn't get together and act and stuff like that. And so last year was the inaugural 2020, you know, was the World Monologue Games the first time they and had just it. English or is it all, all language? Any, any language at all. So like any language at all. So um, I, I was in the endurance final last year and, um, you know, with someone from Austria who was speaking German in the final but mm. you know like so the judging is based on not so much the content as to the delivery you know like so wow. it's the yeah and so um i think indonesians would be so good at that yeah, 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 indonesians right. are the best at right. over and the mc oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about you even what's what are you working on uh well we're working for another short film uh, the story hasn't finished yet, but basically what uh, I can tell you right now is it's about a fish, a fish and a mother and son. <laughs> live action or animation, did you say? Uh, uh, live action. It's a short film. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay, next year. <laughs> See that one. <laughs> Pika and Indria, what are you working on? Uh, so maybe Indri can... Uh, uh, add something after me. Uh, so because uh, this is just one of uh, one of many projects that we are working with the uh, survivors. So I think uh, we realize that this film is never enough. So we are still focusing on this Kantasai uh, uh, outreach and impact strategy. But yeah, I mean, like uh, there's a lot of way to. Uh, working with them to break uh, their silence on past atrocities, like identify the root causes of the conflict. And we hope that uh, with this kind of the output, uh, we can help them to fulfill their rights uh, to reparation and also help them to speak out about uh, their rights as well. Yeah, so still with the contact side, until it never ends. Many years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but Indri, you can add something on that. <laughs> That's right, she says. <laughs> Tim, what are you working on, man? Um, I'm in final stages of a feature film that I've been working on for about five years now. Um, so feature drama. It's set in the town I grew up in, Bassendine. Um, and it's called Bassin Dream. So it's about living the dream in Bassendine. Uh, it's set over one day on the last day of summer school holidays in around mid-1990s. So it's a period film set with kids. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it's a, bit, of a bit of a fun journey over the course of a day. Wow. So it's, a, so, uh, it's, it's fun. Or I'm assuming there's a story arc. There's a little bit of... Yes, it's... If, 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 there's multiple characters and multiple stories and they intersect over the course of a day. 
So wow, it's, and uh, you've really, worked, you've done so many lovely things with kids before. So I'm yes, sure that yeah, it's so awesome. It's, Lots of kids, lots of non-actors, lots of improv, shot on 16-millimetre film. Beautiful. Um, yeah, like a bit of a mammoth task that we're in final stages, post-production sound design. That awesome. Element. Yeah, so hopefully we can announce a release date at the end of the year. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll all be going a, to the Australian premiere. movie. Yeah, <laughs> Australian Hooray. movie. I always do movies in Indonesia, so it's good to do something very Australian themed. Very local. Well, yeah. we'll hope to we'll help you get it shown over there. How's that? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And Asmara, you've got a lot going on, but tell us about one of your projects. So I'm working right now. Uh, I think we're going to shoot in two weeks. Uh, the story is about the metal scene in Bandung. Oh, cool. That's why I, my hair is like... That's why the hair. That's perfect. Yeah, so I'm, you're playing a musician. No, no, no I'm the manager. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, the, set, the setting is uh, 2008. Okay. So... And in that period, I remember I was in high school and the music scene in Bandung like, was really, really amazing. Yay. Some friends who will be very excited to hear about this film are really <laughs> into Bandung metal. So <laughs> that's fun. Well, everyone, we're out of time, but I want to thank you all again so much for being here and giving generously of your time and for being so brilliant at what you do and sharing your films with us at Real Oz End. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see all of your next your next projects. But before we go, I just wanted to say a few thank yous um, to all the people that pull this together, um, Abby and Atik who work on our translation and subtitles, to Steve and Paul for production, um, our film festival partners, Creative Victoria. And just to remind everyone who's watching that all 25 shortlisted films are available now online on our website on our viewer voting page so you can jump on watch the film choose your favorite and that stays there till the end sorry until the first of december and that's what we love to be able to do that we bring our our festival reel of 11 films that we've screened tonight but we also um, have our 25 shortlisted films available for everyone to see so again thank you so much sampai jumpa lagi stay well Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.